Episode what? Four? Where we at? Four? Episode four, Unselfish Behavior Podcast. It's your main man, Ken Q. We are here. We are here. We are here. Welcome to another episode. Look, today is going to be a little different. Why? Because we don't have a guest, and that was intentional. Uh, We wanted today's segment to be centered around a specific topic. The topic of the day is going to be centered around how to address fear. And what I'll be doing today, guys, is I'll be diving into the conversation in a very in-depth way, right? And and obviously in a personal way, I've experienced uh, both ends of the spectrum in terms of fear. I've experienced my life and what that looks like and feels like um, when I'm operating in a fearful way. And I've also obviously um, expressed and and experienced life um, in a way to where I'm fearlessly going after the things that I want to experience. So we're going to jump into it. We're letting some more people come on live. Who's that? Somebody else just came on. State, state your name. <clears throat> J.D. Bailey. Let's roll to San Diego, October 5th, bro. You wilding right now. huh? Drop a question. Somebody drop a question. We got two questions that were submitted uh, before this episode. So what we'll do is we'll answer both of those questions, and then we'll jump into the actual basis of what the conversation is going to be about today. So, look, we're going to shout out my main man, um, City View Scoop, uh, City City View Scoop, Scope, Scoop, Scope, Ice Cream Scoop. All right. How to overcome fear? This, this is his question. He says, City View Scope. He says, How do you overcome fear, uh, and what do you put as a substitute in its place? Great, 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 great question. Um, for me, how do you overcome fear? So it's a two-part question, obviously. Uh, how do you overcome fear? Overcoming fear requires a, a change of perspective, right? And, and I talk about perspective a lot. Obviously, my business is centered around the idea of changing one's perspective. Um, you know, so it's called perspective outweighs reality. What I have realized along my journey is that fear doesn't exist to the person who has a perspective that, that views it in a certain light. So what do I mean? So people who are usually afraid of fear are people who are relying on their past situations, right? So people who are looking at their failures more than they're looking at the actual blessings that was within the failures. So for me, um, I think one of the most fearful things that I've ever had to experience, if not the most fearful thing that I've ever had to experience by far was experiencing homelessness because it wasn't a one-time situation. It was an every single day situation. I had to wake up every day uh, trying to understand and realize where I'm asleep. That's a whole nother level of fear and anxiety. Uh, waking up every day, not having no bread. I'm talking like negativity. You know what I'm saying? Like no money in your account. I'm talking about from sleeping, sleeping in cars, sleeping, sleeping in parks, right? Sleeping on homies, you know what I'm saying? Floors and, and things of that nature. So, so being on that type of journey, it's constant fear. It's nonstop fear. How did I get through it? How did I overcome it? Which is the second part of the question. For me, I stopped looking at my situation as punishment, but I start looking at it as training. Yeah, some of y'all missed that. Some of y'all missed it, unfortunately. So I'm going to run it back. I'm going to run it back. I stopped looking at my situation as punishment, but, in, but the change of perspective allowed me to be able to look at my situation as a requirement, like it was training. So every single day that I woke up, it gave me a different level of embrace. Like, do y'all understand what I'm saying? If y'all understand what I'm saying, say, I get that. So for me, waking up every day, experiencing that and and understanding that I'm called to do something special. 
right? You, it's, it's very difficult to address fear when you have no idea what your purpose is, right? Let's dive into that. Um, I, I always equate knowing your purpose and not knowing your purpose to a GPS system. I remember the first time I gave this example was to a boys and girls club in Long Beach. And I told them, I said, raise your hand if you feel like you have a good understanding of where you're going in your life. We're talking about middle school kids, y'all. We're talking about like kids, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, from, from poverty-stricken communities. We're talking about inner cities, obviously. Um, and do you know that the majority of the students in that room raised their hand, which actually blew my mind. I actually wasn't uh, expecting nobody to really raise their hand. But what that showed me was no matter what your circumstances are around you, one thing that you can't take away from a child is their sense of creativity. We lose that as adults. Your creativity and the things that you're passionate about when you're little are usually directly attached to your purpose. And so I had my brother who, who hit me up earlier. And he said, um, how, do you, how do you know what your purpose is? And, and I want to believe very strongly, y'all, that purpose is attached to the things that you're passionate about, the things that you love, like that thing, whatever it is that you can do for free for the rest of your life and still get the same fulfillment. A lot of people are out here associating their skills with their purpose like like it's a complete it's a completely like different experience so what do i mean by that just because you're good at something does not mean that that's what you're purposed to do right so you can for example it's a lot of people out here that's that's good at sports right so when i talk when i talk to kids the especially in the inner city what they primarily want to do is be in the nba they want to be in the nfl they want to do something in regards to like sports on a high level. And I talked to them about, OK, can you see yourself doing that if the millions of dollars wasn't involved? What do you think they say? A lot of the, a lot of a lot of the answers is no. Like, you know, so for me, it's like, OK, so if you see yourself being detached from something when the finances stop rolling in, then that's more than likely not attached to what you were sent here to do. Right. And it's OK to play football. It's OK to be passionate about that. It's okay to want to be in an NBA. It's nothing wrong with wanting to be in the limelight, but I say everybody's not built for that. And money does not change you. Money makes you more of what you already are. And for me, understanding that at this level, I feel like that's like a that's like a cheat code for me because it it allows me, y'all, to have a certain level of gratitude, right? And understanding that I can be happy, fulfilled, and I can feel a huge sense of success even at this level. I speak that, I speak that so confidently, like so vigorously because your sense of belief, your perspective, nobody could take that away from you. And so for me, I live and I hang my hat on the idea of allowing gratitude to be my superpower. And a lot of y'all out there are looking for tangible things in order to allow you and to make you feel fulfilled. And I'm telling you, it don't matter how much shit you got. It really don't matter. You can have everything you want in the world. We've seen unlimited examples of people who've had it all and they've had absolute like, you know, what I'm saying like traumatic experiences internally. They've attempted suicide or, you know, what I'm saying was on drugs, overdosed, whatever the case may be. And so allow those experiences to show you that it doesn't matter how much tangible things you have. Am I, am I downplaying it? Am I saying that it doesn't matter? Absolutely not. Money is good. If you ask me, I don't believe money is the root of all evil. That's just me. That's just my perspective. Money is an absolutely valuable tool that, 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 that can put you in really good positions if you know how to manage it correctly. I think people lose the idea of even that word, even that scripture. It's not even the love of money. It's the 
it's the it's the love of, it's the love of money, right? Which which translates if you if you look at if you look into it back in the day, that word translates to lust. So it's it's when people start to put money before purpose. Now you're putting money before your passions. Now you're putting money before your family. Now you're waking up getting the bag and you're so like worried about getting the bread that you're forgetting that you have a family. You're forgetting that you have responsibilities, right? So I want to I wanna just kind of stay on topic in regards to purpose um, and, and just driving home this idea of like your purpose is attached to the things that make you most happy, right? So let me, okay, we got some folks in here now. Yeah, we got some folks in here now. So this is what we're going to do. I got some questions right here. If y'all if y'all feel like, <clears throat> you know, these are valuable tools, let me know. Let me know. So we got my man DK, DKW uh, underscore mentor. He says, describe the importance of sorting toxic, counterproductive people out of your circle. Huge, huge, major major i'm gonna read that question again because a lot of people gotta hear this they gotta hear this perspective dkw underscore mentor he says describe the importance of sorting toxic counterproductive people out of your circle it's everything it's everything for me like like for those of you who know me you know i don't i like i don't even have a circle like like i don't even think it connects enough to be able to create a circle like I have a very select few people that has access to me on a personal and intimate level. And, and, and that is very, very strategic. And why I'm doing that, it's very important because we hear the cliche terms and, and, and the cliche ideologies that tell us, you know, uh, you are who you hang around. Uh, bad association spoils useful habits like we, we hear these things all the time. But here's the difficulty in that. What happens when you know that you have to cut off a toxic what, what, what happens when you know that you have to cut off somebody that's toxic, but they've been your homie since since childhood? Or what, what happens when you have to cut off somebody who's toxic for you, but you're deeply in love with them? A lot of y'all are in relationships with toxic ass people that you know damn well you shouldn't be with, but you're compromising purpose because you're in love. Love is not enough. Love is great. It's a valuable tool, but love is not enough. And so I tell y'all right now, there's other aspects that, that are required to go into a relationship in order to make it work, uh, in, in order to make it function properly, in order to make a relationship function in a healthy way, you need more than just having love for somebody. So to answer your question, DKW underscore mentor, it's very important. Start judging the people around you based off values like trust, honesty, reliability, loyalty. Like once you start looking at those aspects and those qualities in people, and, and understand how people treat you when you're at your lowest. Like, I heard people tell me that all the time before I was homeless. But I promise to God, when I got homeless, people switch up quick. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not King Q like that no more. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? You're not viewing me in that light no more. Like, and that's cool. Like, I'm cool with that just because it allows me to be able to see who my real ones are. And so if I started with 10 and I end off with one, that's actually a blessing. And so what I do is I allow people to weed themselves out of my life. It's a lot of people who, who are not understanding the value and the importance of understanding that some people come into your life for a, for a reason. Some people come into your life for a season. Some people in there for long term reasons. Like you have to be able to have discernment enough to be able to establish who's there for your long term benefit, who's there as an asset, who's there as a liability. It's very, very, very important. You, you have people around you who you will adopt their mindsets. I was talking to my girl about this earlier 
and how you can literally have negative people around you and just based off their negativity, it'll rub off on you subconsciously and you'll start to be complaining about shit, gossiping about people. You'll find yourself doing things that's completely out of your nature just simply because of the company that you keep. I know people personally right now, y'all, that, that are 30 years old that's been hanging around the same people from high school that's into the same things that they was into in high school. They, they, like they, they, there's no sense of evolution. There's no sense of change. There's no sense of like, let's do better for ourselves. Nobody in the circle is trying to do better. And so a lot of y'all out there got it twisted too because what, what happens when you hang around a circle full of mediocrity? So, so a lot of y'all think y'all really doing something, but you only shining because you're around a whole bunch of mediocre people and you're the le like, 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 for example, what am I trying to say? Like, if you want a trash ass football team or a trash basketball team and you got decent game, like not even great game, like you're not even like that sweet at what you do, but you decent and you around a bunch of people that's super, super average, you're going to look like a star. But what happens when you put you in a room full of elites? You probably wouldn't even know you in the room. So it's a lot of y'all that have people around y'all, I'm telling you, that you know that you need to get rid of. You know that you got to, you know what I'm saying, make those adjustments with. And I tell y'all, stop allowing love, stop allowing uh, longevity, stop allowing tenure to keep people around you. Once you know that you're called on purpose, once you know what your mission is, it's easy to cut people off. It's difficult for the ones who don't even know why they down here. So if you don't know why you're down here, I guarantee you, you don't have no sense of direction. You don't know where you're going, right? And so it goes back to the GPS analogy to where it's like, I told the kids, what's the first thing you do when you turn on the GPS? When I give y'all this analogy, I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about being intentional. I want you to think about your friends. I want you to think about the people who you have around you. I want you to think about your job. I want you to think about how you prioritize school over your mental health. So I tell kids like this, What's the first thing that you do with a GPS system? All right. First thing you do, King Q, is you turn it on. Okay. I'm on. Okay, bet. Well, what's the next thing you do? Next thing I do is I type in my address where I want to go. How do we equate that to life? Set your intention. What, did it, what, what is it that you're looking to accomplish? Where are you trying to go? Make it clear. Make it plain. Affirm it. Write it down. Make it clear as day. Once you do that, now what do you do? You press go. See, a lot of y'all got manifestation twisted. A lot of y'all believe that's the law of attraction and God works in a way to where it's like it's supposed to submit to you asking for it. And you're supposed to like after you affirm it's yours, you're supposed to go sit and eat a hot dog at home and expect it to drop out the sky. That's not how it works. The next thing that you do on a GPS system after you put the address in is you press go. A lot of y'all have pressed y'all intentions on in your life. A lot of y'all have said clearly where you want to go. A lot of y'all have said y'all want to be in very healthy relationships. A lot of y'all have said you want a new job. A lot of y'all have said you want to start a business. A lot of y'all said y'all want to write a book this year. A lot of y'all said y'all want to do a whole bunch of stuff. You said it. It sounds sweet. You posting it every day on Instagram. But behind closed doors, your ass is lazy. You're not doing nothing with your, with your intention. And so, therefore, what you do? You play the blame game. You start saying, well, well, maybe God didn't hear my, huh? Or, or, or maybe the law of attraction don't work. Or maybe whatever the case, you blame outer entities because of your lack of effort. And I'm telling y'all right now, you have to press go on your dreams. You have to press go on your purpose in order to see any type of manifestation. It's extremely important. So I tell the kids, what's after that? After you press go, what happens? You get a route. 
GPS system gives you a route on the intention or on the address that you're looking to go to, right? Uh, okay, so what do we do once we get the route? How often do we question the route? Do you really question the route? You don't really question the route. Why? Because you know that it's the, the this GPS system is attached to a satellite system that can see things. Listen, think about your life. Think about God. Think about law of attraction. Think about whatever it is you believe in. This satellite system can see things that I can't physically see in my eye. So I'm going to trust that enough to give me the best route that'll get me there the fastest and the most safest and the most effective. If I'm telling the truth, say that's true. So for me, nobody questions the route. As long as you get into your destination, we ain't tripping. Now, along that route, if you got different GPS systems, they'll show you different things to worry about. They'll say a police is on board. They'll say a crash is here. They'll say construction is here. They'll say, right. And, and how do you equate that to life? I equate that to my, my intuition. So me personally speaking, I associate my intuition with God's spirit, my oneness, my higher self, whatever it is you want to call it, whatever you feel comfortable with that right there, your intuition, we'll just say intuition for a lack of like losing y'all into like some spiritual stuff. Your intuition will always tell you what's toxic around you. I'm still touching on DKW mentors question. This is extremely important. A lot of y'all get answers to people early and you ignore them. Stop ignoring signs. I'm telling you right now, it's extremely important. I've experienced this in intimate relationships. I've experienced this in business relationships. I've experienced this in situationships. People will always show themselves to you. When they show themselves to you, it's your job to trust that. And all the time, it is not the, the solution. You got to understand this. The solution in filling somebody's like truth is not always to leave. Y'all got to understand that, too. There's lessons in people. Everybody who comes in your life, there's lessons. And those lesson plans may be longer than others. Right. And so you have to be OK with saying, you know what, I'm going I'm to I'm make a decision from a non-emotional space. It's very difficult to know who's supposed to be in your life when you're so used to making decisions from an emotional space. So when it's time for y'all to cut off people, you say no because you're emotionally attached to them. You're not even logically attached to them. You're probably not even attracted to them no more. Like, like they've shown you themselves over and over and over and over again, but you're continuously allowing them to be around you because you love them. Love is not enough. Love is great. Love is amazing. But it is one tool. It is one aspect to the foundation. And it's like a multitude of different aspects that go into a healthy relationship. And love is just one of those. So we're going to jump into that. Hopefully DKW underscore mentor. Hopefully that answered your question, bro. We got some other folks in here. It's booming right now. That's real facts, family. Much love. I am King Q. Yep, much love. I am QT. Yep, that's love. Let's see. All right. How do we Michael Todd? recalculating sermon oh my god look at this guy turn on your locations first i love it yep you paying attention sorry disregard the part of that boom yeah people want to get yep you killed it when you spoke on discernment so i appreciate y'all look it's important man i was talking about this earlier with my girl it's like man look i'm so sick and tired of hearing people talk about like how much they walk in faith how much they believe like, nah, man, I, like that's a lifestyle. That's not just like a, that's not something cute. Like it's people out here that's really living faith. It's people out here that's really prioritizing their purpose, man. And I'm telling y'all, you, you don't always have to be so logical. You like a lot of y'all have been game planning for years with no movement. 
you just been taking notes on what you're supposed to do, on what you think you pass. Like, you're not making no movement. You're not progressing at all. And a lot of the reasons why people don't progress in life is because of what they see from a human perspective, what they see from a logical perspective. And it'll literally cripple you to the point to where you, you're not even really living. Like I was talking to my girl earlier just about perspective and like what, what reality means. And when people, when people say, oh, well, that's not realistic. Come on, man. That's like pet peeve of mine, number one. When pe you ever had somebody in your life that's told you, man, I, I, that sounds cool, man, but that's, that's not really realistic, though. Like, what? What does that mean? Like, realistic to who? Realistic to you? Realistic to me? Because for me, the way that I view life, there's no such thing as anything that's unrealistic. That's just the, that, that's simply like, that, that's how you think. Like, that's your perspective. Your perspective is telling you on life that you have limits. My perspective tells me I have zero limits. There's literally nothing I cannot do. I promise to God, we're got, we have footage of this. So I, I say this in the most humble and the most graceful and the most discreet way. People don't want to help you build the boat, but everybody want to be on it. When they, when they see the boat is actually there, it's moving, it's effective, it's beautiful, it's flourishing. Everybody want to get on the boat. But when you at this level, like I ain't nowhere near what I see in my mind, nowhere near where I know I'm going. And I say that humbly by the grace of God, like I promise y'all. And so when you get to a certain level, I say that to say I vow to never lose myself. I'm never going to lose the reasons I started doing this. I'm not doing this for clout. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for y'all likes. I'm not doing this for nobody recognition. And I say that with love. I'm not doing this for nobody to validate me. I'm doing this 150% because I know it's my calling. My calling is to inspire and it's to empower people. So what is my job? It's to put myself in every single position possible to make sure that I'm being effective in my purpose. Whether that's poetry, whether that's speaking, whether that's podcasting, whether that's traveling out of state, whether that's event production, whether that's workshops, whether that's mentorship, whether that's community advocacy, whatever it is, I'm going to put myself in position to be most effective in my purpose. I'm telling y'all, stop operating on autopilot. It's a lot of y'all out there that's not getting it. You're allowing yourself to move with no intentions. Stop hanging with people with no, you have no intentions. Be very clear when you first meet somebody. My intentions with you is X, Y, and Z. If that is not your intentions, please leave me alone at the gate. I told you what I wanted. I told you what I wanted to experience. And not just with intimate relationships, don't get this advice twisted. A lot of y'all need to do this at y'all jobs. A lot of y'all taking jobs just for the money. What's your intentions? What, what am I becoming by working here? I don't care if I'm working here temporarily. What am I becoming by working for this company? Because guess what? Their expectations for you, once you get hired for a company, are going to be sky high. And we've all experienced that. They're going to want to stretch you. They're going to they, they wanna tell you when you can go on vacation, when you can go on lunch, when you got to come back, when you can go to the doctor. When you, they, they dictate every move that you make. So why can't I do the same on the flip side? I ain't never had a position where it's like, well, I have, I'm lying. I, when I didn't know my purpose, I was just doing that. I was going through autopilot. I was going from job to job. Now, within the past three and a half years, I'll be damned if I work somewhere if I know I ain't learning nothing. I'll be damned if I work somewhere to where I know it's not evolving me and elevating me. Like, again, change your perspective, change your life. Change your perspective, 
change your life. A lot of y'all out there that hate y'all jobs, look at them like I looked at my homelessness. I didn't love being homeless. I just changed how I viewed it. This was a tool for me to become who I'm supposed to be. I needed to be homeless in order for me to share testimony and how God really works. If I ran from that, I would not be doing this podcast right now. He would have never put me in position. I'm telling y'all right now, please tap into that. Please understand. So if you hate your job, you hate your relationship, you know what I'm saying? You hate this, you hate that, whatever. You need to be, you, you need to understand there's no such thing as a bad situation. I'm going to say that again. Mm. There's no such thing as a bad situation. There's no such thing as a bad day. There's no such thing as a there, there's no such thing as that in my world. So what's the flip side of it? The only thing that's bad is your perspective. That's the that's my ultimate message is to get around the world like I want to be able to show the world there's no such thing as corruption. I'm getting deep because y'all going to look at me and y'all going to be like, man, but it's war going on. It's famine going on. It's this going on. I don't see that. I don't even watch the news. Like, so you have to understand everything that you're looking at. You have control on whether or not you entertain something or not. You have control on who you entertain or not. You have control on what job you entertain, what person you entertain, what TV channel you entertain. If you don't like something, change the channel. And that goes for a literal perspective if you're watching something on TV and that goes for a figurative perspective if you want to apply that in your life. If you don't like something, you have control to change it. That's why I don't believe in bad situations and bad people. And bad. There's no such thing in my world. Everybody who's, who, who comes to me is supposed to be in my life. And I promise to God, everything that happens to me is for me. Every single thing that happens to me it's for me. It's a part of my training. So that's how I view life. And that's the type of perspective that I want to ultimately get off to the world. It's very, very, very important. So I need y'all to understand that it's super important. I got all these people on here on my live right now. So what I need y'all to do, give me some feedback. I want to answer some more questions. If you're looking at me right now, drop a question, drop some feedback. I want to jump into it because I'm juiced up right now and I'm, and I'm ready to go there. I'm ready to go there. You know what I'm saying? So this is the, for, for those of you who don't know, this is the Unselfish Behavior Podcast put on by your main man, King Q. I got to shout out my brother. I got to shout out my brother. Be visuals. You got to understand. We at the one and only Studio 27. Is that right, B? 25. 25. Stu, studio 25 LA. This studio right here is accessible and attainable for anybody out there that's looking to do podcasting, yep. For, for anybody out there that's looking for videography work, yep. For anybody that's looking for photography, yep. For anybody that's out there that's looking for a badass editor, somebody that's really going to get your shit looking like it's supposed to be looking. I'm talking to y'all. Like, I need y'all to understand the importance of investing in your dream. So, I'm a hot, like, like, if you want more information on my man, Be Visuals, DM me right now and I'll send you his information. He'll give you access to the studio and all that. Look at y'all, man. Y'all y'all showing love tonight, man. So, look, it's very very important to understand, you know what I'm saying? Why are you here? Like what what are you here for? I always talk to people about the differences between your dream and your purpose. It's a big difference between your dream and your purpose. When I was little, I dreamed of being a firefighter. I dreamed of saving lives through fighting fires. Another dream I had I remember when I was in middle school, 
I wanted to be a rapper. Yep. I wanted to express myself in a creative way. That was my dream. Yep. Also, when I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, I was dreaming of going to the NBA. There's nothing that I wanted more than going to the NBA. Your boy practiced every day. Yep. I didn't have a height, but your boy practiced every day. Yep. When me and my brother Ace, man, I remember us dunking on the hallways at home and like saying we Kobe and saying we like that was my dream. That was what I dreamed of doing. But was that in alignment with my purpose? Was that the reason God put me here? And the answer obviously is no. Once I found my purpose, man, it's been game over. It's been game over. I've been able to touch people's lives that I've never even shaken hands with. I, I've been able to experience people breaking down, crying from leaving an event that I produced that I didn't even, that I didn't even speak at. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Like I've been able to impact, impact and inspire people in different cities, different states, and very soon to be different countries. That's just by the grace of God. So I need y'all to understand your, your superpower is your purpose. Your superpower is your purpose. So understand that the more you procrastinate, y'all need to stop living life like you got a thousand years. A lot of y'all out there are lazy and y'all and y'all living life like God gave you 2000 years to be down here. And he didn't. You have a limited amount of time to be down here to fulfill purpose. Why are you playing games? Why, why are you in relationships that's toxic for you? Why are you spending years at jobs that are not doing nothing for you? That's not helping you evolve. That's not helping you. Like, like what are you doing? Like, I need y'all to understand the importance of your life. You need to be able to wake up every day fulfilled in whatever it is that you do. And my job, my purpose, my obligation is to make sure that I am pushing every last person that comes encounter with me, that, that ever looks at one of my videos, that ever shakes my hand, that comes to one of my events, that hear me speak. My job and my only priority is to get y'all to walk in y'all purpose. A lot of you guys are so gifted, but you have such little faith. You don't, you don't believe that you're worthy enough to execute on your dream, so you don't even try. I, that 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 breaks my heart more than anything, especially when I see like grown adults do it like, man, you've been here for 30 years. You've been here for 40 years. You've been here for 50 years and you have not pursued. You haven't even attempted to pursue purpose. Like, what are you doing down here? Like you just you just like on autopilot, you just doing whatever you just going with the flow. Like, nah, man. So I tell y'all. Be very, very intentional, man, and discover your purpose. Again, your purpose is attached to the things that you're passionate about, the things that you love doing. And if you don't know what you love doing, because a lot of us have forgotten what we love to do because of our circumstances around us. If you want to know what you love doing and you forgot what it is that you love doing just because you've been so engulfed with society, I want you to think about what you love doing when you were a little kid. Yeah, that's right. At your purest form. What were you always doing? What, what was your mom always telling you to stop doing? What, 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 what was that thing that you always got in trouble for because you couldn't stop doing it? You loved it. You loved drawing. You loved dancing. You loved talking. You loved whatever. You like, like you loved BMX biking at, out, outside. You loved doing it. You loved running. You loved. What did you love doing when you were a kid? That is what's attached to your purpose. And so it's your main man, King Q, saying, y'all need to understand, man, the importance of pursuing your purpose, even if it's scary, even if it's fearful, uh, even if you have your parents, even if you have your spouse telling you that you can't do it. Man, like, like it's game time. It's game time. It's no more wasting time. We don't have no more time to waste time. So it's your main man, King Q, saying, pursue your purpose. 
This is episode four of Unselfish Behavior Podcast. I thank y'all so much for y'all questions. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to chop it down right there. Again, we want to shout out my main man, B-Visuals. We want to shout out my queen that's always here with me. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Exclusive Slay. Everybody who tunes in, please support my woman's business. She is a super dope fashion designer. She, has, she, she got some super dope and cool dad hats. Y'all support her. Follow her on Instagram at Exclusive Slay underscore. Exclusive Slay underscore. She's sleep. I'm trying to shout her out. Exclusive Slay underscore. I believe that's what it is, man. Follow her on Exclusive Slay underscore. Follow my brother, my man right here with the studio. My man behind the camera, the guru, the magician himself, the one and only. Be visuals. That is spelled B-V-S-U-A-L-S on Instagram. And obviously, y'all can follow me on Instagram right here. We're going to put the little link right there. So it's your main man, King Q, saying unselfish behavior, episode four. Absolutely pursue your purpose, no matter how scary it is, is game time. And it's time for you to execute right now. No more excuses. We out.